And welcome back to Two Guys, One Lightsaber. I'm your host, Mike Pandoff. And I'm Ron Burgess. And Ron has finally seen Thor, Thor, Lore, Thor, <laughs> Love and Thunder. And also, we are just in time for the first episode of She-Hulk, as of this recording, just dropped. And I'm super interested to hear what you think, because I saw Lo- uh, Thor, Love and Thunder about a month ago. You just saw it. So, uh, right off the bat, before we get into both of it, I'm kind of curious about your opinion on the humor in between these two styles, because there's definitely two styles of humor in both uh, Thor and She-Hulk, and I'm kind of intrigued by what you think about both of them. Um, I, I mean, okay, so I thought the humor in Taika's first film in Ragnarok was so much better than it was in Thor Love and Thunder. Well, we talked, it wasn't his script. Like, he didn't write the script from beginning to end. Like, he definitely had his oh, he input. Didn't? No, no, that wasn't his whole script, no. Okay, that's why the movie failed, in my opinion. No, <laughs> okay, Thor? there we go. No, yeah. no, no, that was Ragnarok, and that's why Thor: Love and Thunder was him all the way through. Oh wait, oh Ragnarok wasn't his script. No, no, that was oh, okay. partial but, him. Thor: Love and Thunder is one hundred percent Taika. Okay, well, uh, okay, I liked Ragnarok way more. Um, <laughs> there you go. Exactly, I, I figured uh, as much. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Is it is it bad to say it was? too much taika no i i definitely feel like that it if not if anything they just it's thor's humor is just so in ragnarok it would it cut it cut us off so much because it kind of made sense of why he was so cocky and yeah. why he was like the way he was like oh strongest avenger and it kind of made sense and then yeah but my issue was you know what's funny is that i didn't like ragnarok when it first came out uh when I was on Nerd Radio and talked with our uh, friend Chuck Bean, I was pissed that he didn't take it serious. His dad just died. And like his whole of his whole friends, like his whole group died and Thor didn't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? His best friends all died, minus Lady Sif. Yeah. And then even with this, that made me upset when he was like, oh, your hands in Valhalla. I'm like, ah. Oh yeah, by the way, full spoilers. The movie's been out for a month, clearly. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you're probably not going to see it. It'll be on Disney Plus probably by the end of August. <laughs> So enjoy yeah. it then. But full spoilers ahead. Um, that's been my issue with the whole Thor humor, but it's best been done as Endgame and Infinity War. And even the first Avengers movie, I think it's done best because he's not, un- he's self-aware, but he's not aware of his humor. Well, yeah. And he wasn't like accustomed to Earth's customs. He's like, it just, it made it even funnier that he had no idea what anyone was talking about. Well, I just don't like him being an idiot. That's my thing. Like, there's a difference between him being, like, outsider and all yeah. this stuff. I guess there's even a deleted scene where he goes back in the original Thor and returns a m- coffee mug to the diner for the one he <laughs> destroyed because he realized yeah. how stupid he was. He's like, I'm sorry for this. Here's a mug. See, that would have been funny. That, that stuff like that, that's Thor humor. Like, And that's yeah. why I love, like, even in Infinity War, like, when our... Uh, no, Endgame, when he calls the axe right in front of Captain Marvel and he says, I like this one, and he smiles at her. Like, that's the kind of humor I like from him. But yeah, yeah I do like it. It's British though. humor. Yeah. Well, and but then we go back to like moments like Ultron, where he gives uh, Stanley the whiskey and Cap. Is, yeah. That's kind of stuff. I still, he's got to be more Aquaman. That's the thing DC's done better than Aquaman with Thor, is that yeah. they, they find that fine line of bro humor, but for some reason, they just let him kind of seem like it's stretched out. But in this moment, though, I do have a twist on why I think Thor Love and Thunder is more kitty uh, humor before we get more into it. Uh, I think it's, it's, this is all gore telling a bunch of kids this story around a campfire. I think that because who's narrating it? 
at the beginning, kind of like never ending story. It's, yeah, well, it, yeah, it's Korg. Yeah, so I think Korg is kind of like kidding it up a little bit, like making it more kid friendly. So I think that's why there's more humor in it. You get what I'm saying? Like I could see Taika writing as a script and pitching it. Yeah. No, this is all from Korg telling all these kids. So by the end of the movie, you're caught up to actual Thor and Thunder. So it explains why now Thor is going to have this little girl with him next time he shows up. Yeah. Ah, uh, I okay. and see that's when I actually liked the humor in the movie was the interaction between him and his, I guess now niece. <laughs> I liked the interaction between them at the end. That was classic Thor humor. Okay, so well, let's get kind of like in the storyline. Did you um appreciate the opening with Christian Bale like watching him and his daughter suffer, and then that guy just tell him like it doesn't matter kind of stuff, and <laughs> so. I can't remember a time when I a movie or at least a Marvel movie had such a strong opening and then did nothing with the character from then on. Well, you did the, see a lot of people get slaughtered in a montage. A lot of people saying, I want to see more gods. It, it, they just kind of like pushed it. Yeah, through. I, I didn't see any. Well, they didn't show Gore actually killing anyone. They just showed the aftermath with the people dead. I want to see Gore actually going to work. That was one of the things that really pissed me off about the movie is we did not get to see Gore actually butchering all the gods. No, I agree. Um, I think this is where you could have like introduced like, well, I don't know, maybe like a lesser known like hero or if, if you wanted to maybe give Lady Sif like a final kill, like yeah. send off if you want. But she ended up living, which I'm super cool with. But I'm saying like, yeah, maybe if like you've done a montage and like maybe a lesser guy teamed up with Thor. Like came and found Thor and be like, I need your help on this. And yeah. then they got killed in front of four. But that but this is where Jane comes in. That's why Natalie Portman I, I has so much fun in this role. And that's why I think I'm okay with not seeing it because it just focuses more on I don't know. I, it's weird to explain this movie because I, I'm so torn on it, but I really had a good time with it. I think I liked it more than Ragnarok. I think you're opinion. out of your mind. <laughs> no, the only reason why is because as much as I like the whole Hulk. Uh, situation in Ragnarok a lot I just like seeing uh, character growth I like seeing how Thor is he's trying to find something like what does he got to fight for he's not he's not fighting for Asgard anymore he's not fighting for the Avengers anymore he's just he's drifting he doesn't know what he wants to do so now he found fatherhood that yeah. is the ultimate thing to do. He can finally be his dad now. He's going to be looking over this girl. Like, it's not uncle. Mm -hmm. I, they say uncle, but it's it's father-daughter. Like, it, oh, that's yeah, the relationship. It's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be so beautiful because he doesn't want to... Chris Hemsworth says, I'll keep playing for it you don't want me to. Even though I guess the joke was when they watched the after credit scene, it said Thor will return. And I guess him and Taika looked at each other and was like... What? Yeah. <laughs> Did you go, you say you're coming back? I don't say I was coming back. So it's kind of like wink, wink. Like he's gonna be Thor yeah. to the end of the days. See, I I love Thor appearing randomly throughout everything. I think that's exactly what his character needs to be going forward. You don't want any Although, more solos? Okay. Well, with what with the end credit scene, yes, I need at least one more. <laughs> I have to see him versus Hercules. <laughs> oh. Well, um, okay, hang on. <laughs> I want to save that because I that that end credit scene means a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, they. I feel like he. They didn't let him shine enough. To me, Jane and Gore should have been the standouts of this movie. And Jane was. I actually. I really enjoyed Jane the entire time. 
Um, but Gore just like I said, the opening scene, how he gets the necro sword, how he renounces the gods, and right there you see the color change. He goes to white. He's like, This is my vow. All gods will die. I'm like, okay chills love it give me gore right now i just want more gore and then we don't get it like we don't oh even the fight scenes Wait, they were too fast they, like they didn't and, when they go to his dimension or like that black and white scene that was like sin city like times yeah. 10 like seven think about this ron you want to feel old sin city came out like 15 years ago oh i know now it came I'm out at, in like 2001 <laughs> no it came out in 2005 two, no 2007 because it came out the same uh, year as 300. Really? I, th- I it came thought out it the came same, out before that. <laughs> it came out the same year 300, so like 2007. Okay. Oh, uh, but that black and white sequence now with more like 4K cameras, that yeah. that was my favorite scene. Was when they go into that world and just the colors popping, because he's so creepy in that sequence and his scene with all the kids. Yeah, he's taunting so, them like he was yeah. just chewing the scenery like Heath Ledger style. See Christian is made to play the villain he's so well he's so well suited for it but i just i don't i i didn't i feel like they just missed on him like i said i needed i needed more him butchering the gods i needed a montage because they gave hella more montages in ragnarok than they gave gore well time hella, here uh, yeah i feel like hella though would have kicked gore's ass though if he would have tried to take her out like, Hella would have wiped the floor with him. Like, she was the Reaper of Death, dude. Destroyer of Worlds, like... Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? I think he was there. I guess he's on that level. But, uh... No, I, he would have been... Like I said, that's why I wish they would have gave Thor, like, a lesser god to, like, team up with. So, like, he would have got killed in Thor and Thor. Thor and mm-hmm. Jane. And that would have made them both take it more serious. Especially yeah. if it, she, he died because Jane's cancer kicked in while she was mid-battle, like, it started affecting her, and that's why the other guy got killed. So right. it would have been more ramifications, so there you go, you're right, making me hate this movie now, Ron. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it was still a good time, though, but um, before we move on from Gore, I kind of want to talk, or uh, before we move on, well, hang on, not before we move on, <laughs> more likely, I want to more think about your opinion on Jane then. Um, How would you like her character arc in this movie were you kind of thrown off by like how cocky she was or did you kind of like that no i kind of liked it just because it reminded me of the first time we saw thor so it i thought it was really good i think the only thing i would have liked to see a little more of is like the actual like i don't know the pain she was in because the time i really like felt that come through was the scene with her and valkyrie like that was that is what i wanted more of from jane is like that like angry that this is only gonna last for so long and i kind of like that she was being denial about it she was just like out of sight out of mind like as long as i just keep being lady thor yeah that was like her just like, I'm just going to keep doing this as long as I can. And it kind of, and it does pay off. She gets to be Valkyrie. And I do like that payoff of like when Thor's telling her, like, you can't do it. You will die. Give you a yep. chance. You're not giving a shot. You're not giving yourself a chance. Like, I'll deal with this. Just be here. Like, he's kind of pretty much telling her, like, I'm coming back for you. Yeah. And then when she shows up and just when he's compared to that first time when he was like, Scooby-Doo, Jane? Yeah. And, but like the second time he says, well, he says, Jane. Like, just, he knows, like, 
you're, you're, she's dead after this. She just sacrificed yeah. herself. I do like how Mjolnir, like the whole, um, like the fucking axe and the hammer, like the whole relationship. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that was genius, Taika. Though that's the that's the genius with Taika, and I think that's where like that kind of stuff in Jane. I think. He wrote Taika uh, the way Taika wrote Jane. Only he could do it, and I think that's yeah. why that worked for me. It was his humor and his dialogue. He knew how to write for her. Yeah, her and Valkyrie really shine through here. Thor, I don't know, like <laughs> oh the the kind of awkward interaction between Jane and Thor got a little old, but uh, I mean it is what it is. That's I could deal with that if they would have gave me a better gore. I do like the whole uh, Zeus interaction in the gods. I loved it. The origin must be again. <laughs> I absolutely loved Russell Crowe as Zeus. <laughs> oh, that was it, it, that whole sequence was absolutely fantastic. Even the humor coming through between all the characters there, uh, where the like Valkyrie's like, "All right, let's just go take it." And Thor's like, "No, no, no, I'm going to talk to him." Yeah, and then you can see hero. it. Yeah, you could see it going sideways immediately. I'm like, "Yeah, okay, this is going to be great." <laughs> I love how Valkyrie and Jane are like checking out Thor when he's naked and like, "Yeah, yeah. he's fine." <laughs> it's like, "Wow, Valkyrie, if I, okay, Valkyrie, I guess that's okay. She, she has no shame." Twisted Thompson was really good in this, um, yeah. too, as well. Uh, I, I'm more interested to see what they're going to do with her long term, in these in Marvel, like. I think Marvel needs to start killing off some of these side characters as dark as that sounds leading up into all these other events. I think they're going to start killing off all these side characters. You got to make King and Secret Wars matter. Yeah. And I could see Valkyrie going out in like some badass way. And when it happens, it's going to effing suck. I feel like that's where her arc is building up to slowly. I mean, yeah, we only had in the major like team up movies. There's only been a couple deaths. And we really, but the thing is about phase four is everyone dealing with those grief. And it's really, I think that's the overall, like the more we've seen more phase four, it's all about grief of yeah. post blimp and, and, and end game. And it's been really, I think it's actually paying off more and more now, especially with She-Hulk. And we'll get into mm-hmm. that shortly here. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about Thor Love and Thunder before we move on? Um, well, we have to talk about the end credit scene. Oh, yes. Um, so He's what there. was the second one? Uh, the second one was Jane goes to Valhalla. Okay, I didn't stick around till the yeah. very, very so end. So she shows up in Valhalla and he- uh, Heim- Heimdall's there. And he tells her, welcome to the orgy starts in 10 minutes. And that's <laughs> it. No, I'm kidding. A lot of people said that would have been a great joke if Heimdall was like, welcome to Valhalla, Jane Foster. Also, yeah. <laughs> the orgy starts in 15 minutes. <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. Like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, did Odin come back in the end or no? Uh, no. It's just it's just Heimdall. Just Heimdall. Okay. Because I love his son Axel. Yeah, it, that's okay. The 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 Guns N' Roses shit was a little overdone because I'm like, Guns N' Roses is 40 <laughs> years old. You should have been avenged sevenfold. <laughs> you imagine backcountry play during that final battle sequence with all the kids. Oh, uh, yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but the first one, did you ever watch Ted Lasso? Do I need to give you my Apple? Oh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have Apple. <laughs> Dude, okay, Apple for five bu- for six bucks a month. Just watch Ted Lasso. Like, I'm telling you, it will be the best TV show where you, like, feel so good about yourself. But the guy who plays 
uh, Hercules right now. Uh, let me double check his name. But he plays Roy Kent in Ted Lasso. You know, it's like a soccer show. Mm-hmm. He plays an old, like, imagine like Kyle, not um, Kyle Shanahan, but like a, a Dan McCarty of soccer. And okay. that's Roy Kent's character, but he is a little bit more talented, like he can score and shit. But he's a little mm-hmm. bit more washed up. But he's just a fucking prick where he just calls everyone a fucking cunt. And <laughs> people chant because when he makes sick-ass defensive plays, they chant, he's dead, he's here, he's every fucking where. Roy Kent, Roy Kent. <laughs> but in the show, he's super nice to it, like his niece as well. Like, his niece like calls him out on his cussing and shit because he looks after <laughs> her. Like, it's, he's remarkable and I'm super excited. Oh, he got ripped as fuck for that Hercules appearance. I'm thinking it's a little 300 magic, just to be honest, because if you see him... I know he bulked up a lot, but I I don't know if he could pull off what he looked like as Hercules in that amount of time. Well, the thing is, um, uh, with this actor, I'm more interested about what Hercules is going to be long-term in the MCU because there's another character who's part of uh the Dark Avengers as well. Um who's the god of uh god of war? Uh Ares? Yeah, isn't Ares a- Brett Goldstein, by the way, is his name who plays Roy Kent. Yeah. Brett Goldstein. Uh no, but I I want to see that character as well, because I want to see more of the Dark Avengers. Like I want to see more of the gods come in now. Like Ares is a badass from what I remember in the Dark Avengers comic. With his fucking battle axe. Was Ares a part of the Dark Avengers? I think so, yes. Hang on. I think so. But that's why I'm just saying, though, like, if we're going to add more of these gods between this and uh, Moon Knight, the gods are yeah. ridiculous. So, Well, yeah, because uh, Hercules is definitely a mainstay in the Avengers in the comics. Um, I mean, like at first, his like he he thinks the Avengers are a joke at first, and then uh, and then ends up joining them, and he he sticks around for quite a bit in the comics. But I I can't remember who's uh, in the Dark Avengers. Bring it up right now, hang on. Because I I saw a thing that like Henry Cavill has been having meetings with Marvel, and he might be playing the Superman of Marvel. Is that in, the Century? Uh, Hi- no, Hyperion. What the fuck? Yeah, Hyperion is like a he's from an alternate universe and he's part of the Squadron Supreme who works for Kang. Yeah. Also, we are right that that's super fucking dope, but also <laughs> Ares is part of the Dark Avengers as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, 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 he he's like the op- he's their answer for Thor. Yep. So that's kind of cool though. We're bringing more gods between all this. Phase 4 is going to end soon. I can't wait. I keep watching the Black Panther trailer at least once a week. I don't know about you. <laughs> I just it just makes me so hyped for that movie. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see what they're going to do without Chadwick. Yep. Well, I'm I'm just more interested in going forward in the universe and what that movie's going to set the tone because if uh Namor's in it, shit's going to hit the fan in my opinion because yeah. now we got all that good stuff i I think that was another thing about this movie that like almost every other thor movie has set something up but this one didn't but this one to me didn't set anything up i could see that i could see that 100 percent. i mean it sets up obviously uh hercules coming uh, coming into the fold i think it it sets up 
I think it sets up Guardians Volume Three. I think Guardians is gonna pick up right where they leave him. Well, yeah, I, I think that's about it. But I meant like every other Thor movie had a huge effect on the future. Did you hear the rumor is that the opening of Guardians is going to be the Guardians perspective, uh, perspective of Thor that whole time when he's taken on that whole army? So you get to see <laughs> really what he looked like when he was doing all that shit. <laughs> he probably looks absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, please do that. That would be fucking hilarious. I do love the whole like Thor saving the day, but with like maximum damage kind of thing. Cause like that, that yeah, because it fits. <laughs> well, let's move on. Uh, do you think Thor: Love and Thunder is gonna be like a rewatch for you, yay or nay? <sighs> I mean, I'll I'll rewatch it at least once, but it it's not gonna be like Ragnarok. Ragnarok's okay. one of the movies that I always go back to. I'm definitely gonna rewatch it with Kelly. Uh, see what she thinks. So I've only seen it once, so I I got I want to give it a second shot, see how I feel about it. But I still thought it was a good time. I liked the message of it and the fact that it's really Chris Hemsworth's daughter at the end too was super cute yeah. to me. Like okay, now you got my heart, you bastard. That's unfair. I and I love the whole eternity and setting up like even the higher gods. I thought that was all really cool. Still though, nobody's fucking talking about that. There's a goddamn <laughs> celestial lane in the South Pacific Ocean. There was two celestials in uh, oh, in this one too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in, in like the God Realm. <laughs> so let's get into She Hulk. Um, she Hulk episode one dropped. Me and Ron in this podcast aren't popular enough to be like every other critic that got the first four episodes. So yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about this week to week. Let's just go right into it. I know one of the main writers. Um of this show is mostly known for their Pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, the dialogue on this, so we're going to talk about humor. Taika humor feels kind of forced and it was like hitting you mile a minute. Like joke, 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 joke. Yeah. I was Tatiana Maslany was fucking perfect. She was absolutely perfect. I loved everything about this first episode. Just the way she played it, the whole interaction with her and Bruce, so spot on. And like, I I was so worried about that animation of She-Hulk, but I thought it looked great. To be honest, I I didn't notice like too big of flaws in it. I thought everything was perfect. Like the dialogue had me so like focused that I wasn't even really paying attention. No, and that's the great thing about Jessica Gow's writing. I guess she's been like all over the place. Um, I'm bringing up her IMD right now. Double check it. Uh, but her writing is just so quick and clever. And like we said, it just, it's just nice to hear it. Like she also wrote for Silicon Valley, Rick and Morty. She, especially Silicon Valley. Fuck, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> the thing is, though, is that they don't. And if there's guys who hate, like, oh, this is another man bashing show, I don't feel that at all. I feel a lot of this humor relatable. Like, just the whole thing when um, going into, like, Hulk saying, uh, you're going to be angry all the time. I felt for her saying, like, are you serious? Like, you think that's a big deal for me? (laughs) Or you look at me like, I'm like, fuck yeah, I bet that is a pain. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, no shit. You probably have to bite your tongue all the time. You and me worked in an industry that we had to bite our tongue all the time. Yeah. Like, it's relatable. I'm not saying it's the same as a woman, but I'm just saying, like, I understand where you have... She's forced to bite her tongue and just be like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yep. And I... (laughs) 
the one thing I was mad that she kind of connected closer, but I liked the explanation because she just it's like, no, we're different. Just because I have your powers doesn't mean I'm going to react the same way as you. Yeah. And she's not like, she has different skills than him. Doesn't mean all Hulks are the same. And I kind of like how they set that tone. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever read Hulk comics too, every Hulk is drastically different. And it's all about how their body reacts to the gamma. And, and I, I was waiting. Yeah, I was waiting for the uh, X Men '97 theme. Like, well, you're just your genes are more uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, they're more like it takes on the gamma differently. And then, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> but no, it it was it was good, and I love the just subtle breaking of the fourth wall, because like she was the first character in Marvel to do it before Deadpool. So, yeah, like in the comics, correct? Yeah. Well, and the one thing. Um, I definitely like most about like her performance in this um as she-hulk is just the subtle of a bit of cockiness but it's not cockiness of like oh i'm better than you but just more like so let me move on from this like i have shit to do like i don't want this so yeah. i have it under control don't coddle me just let me go do my thing which i definitely think is gonna i can't wait to see what episode two leads into that courtroom scene seems like it was kind of like a set stage plan so everyone could confirm that she's actually a She-Hulk. It seems like yeah. it's more of a rumor at that point. Because I guess this episode was originally supposed to be a later episode to show the origin, but decided to flip it and make this the first episode. Because I guess everyone was like, why are you making it? Like, everyone wants to see her origin. Why throw her origin at the back end? Yeah. And just throw it right off the bat so she can do like the whole like monologue Ferris Bueller thing. I'm like, yeah, exactly. No, it, it was honest. I thought it was perfect. I thought this is the perfect episode to introduce like the whole backstory between her and Bruce, the car accident. I am and very interested timeline. to see. Yeah. And I'm very interested to see why that spaceship was there. I and even Bruce's like, oh, I'll get to that after you. I'm like, okay, I hope that I hope we get the resolution to that. Um, and I think they're coming back for her. Maybe the setup for World War Hulk, intense, <laughs> maybe. So, you think <laughs> um, they're coming back for him? He Grandmaster wants his champion back. I maybe I don't know if that was like the grand, I don't know if that was the uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was the Grandmaster or if it was just like a emissary from them or I mean, even I mean, that type of ship did uh, did the Asgard still have that ship? Yeah, I, I, I mean, so, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. But uh, no, definitely an interesting like little side story. I hope that gets uh, resolved. But no, it was perfect because I love like, oh, uh besides Nikki knowing and Bruce knowing, and now you guys know. So let me just catch you up real quick. I love that. I love that little thing. Right. And I'm, I, I definitely think like Mark Ruffalo, I liked his whole perspective. I, I, it was nice to finally get a Hulk perspective of him saying like, for 15 years, I've been living in this hell. And yeah. I like how she's like, yeah, but I haven't like, I have something that, like she didn't get like the hardcore dosage of it. She's lucky. And he yeah. even said, like, I'm, it's that, I kind of like how they're just like, no, it's different genetics, and she got the dosage in a different way. If she maybe mm -hmm. would have got full blasted like him, yeah, she'd be a rage machine. Which right. leads to me, I still think Rage Hulk is inside Bruce. Because during that fight, he was growling more and more. And I'm like, Rage Hulk? 
Where's the real Hulk? Where's the Hulk we all want? Right, well, that's also what happens in World War Hulk. The personalities get split. I don't think the personalities are split. I think just Rage Hulk is locked up right now. And isn't he hasn't merged them. He just figured out how to block out. How to suppress it? Yeah, yeah I, I think, but he doesn't realize that's what he did. I think he thinks he's done the right thing, but he hasn't. He just suppressed it. So that way when Rage Hulk comes out, Oh, fuck. He's going to show up in yeah. Secret Wars and he's going to be that <laughs> final bars like fucking Jiren and Dragon Ball. And everyone's going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> this Hulk. <laughs> but the greatest joke, though, was... The Captain America? <laughs> no, I was talking about the Cheetos. Oh. <laughs> I guess Oscar Isaac eats Cheetos that way when he's on set. So oh, doesn't, really? <laughs> I want, there's pictures of him, but that does he does eat them like that. <laughs> no but the the captain america joke that's what everyone's talking about her faking the drunk thing like that ass shouldn't have desired to die as a virgin okay oh, lost to that. a girl in the u.s social in 1943 <laughs> captain america fool! <laughs> yeah and it great. cuts out it's so perfect <laughs> Oh god, yeah that that scene got me. I'm like, okay, yeah, I that's love a Tata joke. And that's, <laughs> that's a joke that's gonna pay off in four years when Chris Evans shows up in Secret Wars as old man, like middle aged Captain America, where he's like Clint Eastwood, gray hair, and still pretty good fucking looking because it would be Chris Evans at like 45, 46. So <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Like he'll still be in good shape, and there'll be She Hulk, and she'll be like, oh, cat. Like you know, it's gonna be a joke that's gonna get paid off. I, I hope so. Where she like blush, like not doesn't like hit on him, but like blushes. Yeah, because Caps is like good job or something, or she like grabs him. <laughs> she, oh my god, do you imagine that? Where she does the uh, Iron Man scene, but with Cap doing like Secret Wars, <laughs> where she catches him. Yeah. Oh shit! There you go. That's the joke they're gonna pay off for. Just going off of episode one of She Hulk in 2022 that'd be so awesome oh god that'd be such great writing (laughs) but i'm more interested to see like i guess there's going to be plenty of cameos in this it just feels nice though to finally have something that feels more adult that's what i've been missing the most when i'm getting serious about like marvel and why i didn't watch miss uh cap um miss Miss marvel i hear great things about it i just have no interest in it it's not for me it was great. It'd be super cool if they like. I hope you know teenagers watch it kind of like CW, but it's not for me. She's an X Men, I guess, or a mutant, which is super yep. weird to me. So <laughs> super sh- weird. So Inhumans don't matter. That's cool. <laughs> um, but I can't wait to see where Disney goes now with this. I hope they see how Loki and this kind of show like more. Yeah, it's, I feel like we've just been getting more kitty stuff lately. And it yeah. started off like between this, uh, between um, WandaVision and Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we got like kind of good MCU stuff, but it seems like it's getting more kiddie as we go along. And I'm just tired of that. Like, mm-hmm. keep keep adult, please. I've been watching this shit since 2008. Most of your fan base has. Don't age us out. That's a dumb right. fucking idea. Because <laughs> we're the ones who pay for everything. Yeah, seriously. I don't think we'll talk about this bi-weekly unless, or I think like, you know, episode to episode, unless something big happens and we definitely have to, but I'm intrigued to see where this is going to go. Definitely when Daredevil shows up in this. Yeah. 
And also, if the rumor is that the thing's going to show up in this, I'll lose my shit. Uh, well, we'll see. I, I hope that's not a thing. <laughs> Pun intended. You really don't want that guy to be... Uh... I really don't. I really don't want Jason Segel as the thing. Ah, uh, fuck you. He's Marshall, <laughs> damn it. Well, on that note, be sure to follow us at Two Guys One Lightsaber at Facebook.com. Also, be sure to listen to us and leave us that five-star rating to us on Spotify or Apple as well. If you want to send us questions or possibly I want to kind of look back into Star Wars fan films, be sure to hit us at Two Guys One Lightsaber at gmail.com as well. I'm your host, Mike Pandoff. And I'm Ron Burgess. Take it easy, y'all.